Is this the Ward Podcast? It used re- to be. Are you recording? Yeah. Okay. Is this the Ward Podcast? Is I it- have to... Oh. Is it Ward Podcast? Is it Ward Podcast? Is it Ward Podcast? Uh-oh. See, we were talking about accents earlier, and there's Dylan's accent. Hello. Welcome <laughs> to the Ward Podcast. Dan leaned forward to say something and then chose <laughs> said, not no, to. I give up. Ward Podcast, episode 6-3. Go! That oh was, my god, that, <laughs> that was, was upsetting. Awful. That was upsetting in a really weird way. The thing was, like, is, jarring. it takes a lot to elicit a physical reaction from Dylan, and the one you got out of that time was that it's like this center of gravity in the middle of Dylan got very dense all of a sudden, and he just shrunk into himself. Well, it's also it's like someone slammed on the brakes in a car. Is that a new shirt, Dylan? No, it's a really old shirt. It's a good looking shirt. Thanks, man. Yeah. Dan, your shirt, it's okay. I don't. I don't. Yeah, like, it's not my favorite shirt. It's a fine shirt. I'm just <laughs> no, kidding. Oh no, my god, it's cool. It's the Waypoint shirt. I thought that this morning. I was like, man, I'm not a big fan of the shirt. And Why? Mason's gonna make fun of me over it. What? No, you do no, not I think that. <laughs> I like. Seafoam. You just look like you're going to Easter. It's not. It's not mm, Easter. It's not pastel no. enough. <laughs> Fuck. It's always Easter. Oh, oh man, it's always Easter life. in my mind. It's the resurrection. Gotcha. The bunny is. Oh wait, it's about religion. I was. I thought it was about bunnies. And, <laughs> yeah, you and see. Chocolate. You see, they. they Hi, Dan. They they crucify the rabbit. Hi, Dylan. On the first day. Hi, Mason. Hello. Hi, Mason. And then on the third day, the rabbit comes back. Hmm. And then it's a metaphor to get chocolate coins. (laughs) And then you spin a dreidel. (laughs) So, I know know chocolate coins are like a... Alex isn't here. Oh. Chocolate coins are like a uh, Hanukkah thing, right? Gelt. Hanukkah. my grandma Cotting (laughs) always gave me... Uh, chocolate coins in my stocking at Christmas <laughs> to the point where it was like I couldn't not have chocolate coins. In... Wait, is there a world where you're like, no, Grandma, these are Jewish? <laughs> like, no, no. But, but it was just funny because it was like one of those things where it's like I never realized that it was a, a Jewish tradition until I went to school where Aren't until you I went to college. New York? I'm from a town that ha- we had one Jewish kid in my graduating really? class. Really? Yeah. Well, I feel like there's um, a high Jewish population. I feel like yeah. there's, there's very, very, there's very kids. I'm just from a really, I'm really from, I'm from a super small town in rural America that is not diverse at all and is full of a bunch of well, thanks a lot, bud. white people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Were you raised Catholic? I was raised Catholic. Yeah. You That's see, right. You're either like, you know, part, pockets in New York, it's either like super Catholic or like yeah. super Jewish. Our town was about half. No, half half Catholic and half Protestant. Um, yeah, and then was there a was a lot of big. They all went up to Plymouth Rock. Yep, off the boat. Yep, right. That's the story. Shot heard around yep. the world. I um Wait, they were on my Protestants. on my yes. um, pilgrims. My non-Catholic side, though. Uh, hello, pilgrims. I'm a direct. <laughs> hello, pilgrims. <laughs> and I'm John Wayne. Thanks for howdy, pilgrims. <laughs> Is that a Family Guy thing? Yeah, it's yeah. a Family Guy. Skin. Yeah, so Family Guy used to be pretty funny. Yeah. So your um, grandma gave oh, you. Oh, I'm just I'm a direct descendant of William Bradford because you mentioned Plymouth Rock and who uh, founded Sam Bradford's grandpa. Sam Bradford's no, uh, founded um, <laughs> Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Plantation. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, came over on the Mayflower. Apparently, oh, my on my mom's side, my uh, my ancestors invented spaghetti. They invented spaghetti. <laughs> no, my my Scott. No, they invented rigatoni. My my <laughs> West, my West Virginian Scott Irish ancestors apparently founded Harrisonburg because my mom's maiden name is Harrison. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, wow. No, my grandmother's maiden name is Harrison. My mom's was, maiden that's name way is way cooler than the Bradford thing. 
I founded America. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> has no fucking idea what we are. I've told you guys a story. Yeah. You usually trace it back through your last name, but I but feel like that's a lost cause. Brown. With, with Brown. Well, it's so the real they changed it when one of them. So my grand, my great grandfather is not my actual great grandfather, and my grandpa found out when his. This is fucked up. Oh no! When my great grandfather died, my grandfather found out that wasn't his real dad, which means <gasps> that my grandfather found that out when he was like sixty-nine. Oh my god! Wow! So and in, and in mourning. <laughs> well, I mean, they weren't super close. Oh, all so right. and I'm not trying to like. No, I was I'm just, not trying to like <laughs> water down my no, grandfather. That, that's cool. <laughs> Sorry, but I just assumed when the person you think sitting, your dad is dies that you know. I was sitting there, and I was like. Man, I I think if you make it to sixty nine, like that's just your dad. Like you, you just, yeah. yeah. Like uh, it, it. Let's talk about the real. No, I'm just kidding. Well, since we're so Callis is the, the my family's real last name. Callis. Callis. Irish. So they thought it was Irish. So we went to Ireland when I was like five, and they were all it's like, nah, "That's not." That's a terrible Irish. Flarney. <laughs> that's dirty. No, nope, that's not happening. Flarney. <laughs> Howdy, pilgrim. <laughs> They're like, nah. And it might be, I don't know, but my family, like, literally, we have... McCallis. All of our, like, because there's a brand center project about, like, your culture, like, your your family culture, and I'm pretty sure that mine is that we just have none at all. We really like to eat and drink tequila. <laughs> so you're... Play foosball. Hispanic? Well, hold on. <laughs> but we love... Uh, no, I guess we like tacos. So, so, so we decided that you're Mexican, Mason. That's great. Uh, you and Sarah have so much more in common. <laughs> Sarah's uh, not Mexican. No, she's not. She's <laughs> she's her family's from Ecuador. Ecuador. Oh, I, Ecuador. I, I forgot the country. I knew it started with an E. England. España. The funny thing is that is that she's she's um her dad's from Ecuador, her mom's from Boston. But if you met her parents, you'd think that her mom was a hundred percent like not Boston white girl. But she is Ecuadorian, like, called, no. like, back, no? No. She's not Hispanic? No. Mid- so, Miss LaVerty, that's what you're talking about? Yeah. Jennifer? No. No. Really? She's a Boston-ass white girl. Went to Georgetown. Huh. <laughs> yeah. But she's a Spanish teacher. And speaks the language like she's been her native language her whole life. That's fascinating. Incredible. But, and, you know, she, she married a man and... <laughs> <laughs> as we all do wait i don't know hey, i meant hey, I, for now anyway you could still marry uh, someone i meant, of I meant she married a man that speaks the language yeah that's and cool. told my little brother Me that too. if he didn't drink beer he's weird when he was 15 <laughs> my, um so on my on the alvento side my grandfather liked the the to tell this story about how we are descended from royalty that way you guys sure act like it. who <clears throat> yep who knows he he claims that sometime long ago in italy there was some poor peasant family and that whatever it's a long time ago in italy you yeah, got yeah, the poor yeah, peasant family we all sound like mario that's exactly right <laughs> mario doesn't sound like that but apparently some duke or whatever like Granted the us the, the name of Elvento and whatever, and then Elvento. sent us on our way. Do you have any? Wait a minute. Yes, you do. What? Where? How? Okay, this isn't. Are you gonna s- ask me what part of Italy we're from? Because I don't know. I'm, I'm from. No, 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 no. I, my family is from you, Campania. Is it New York Italians? My family? Yeah. 
Yeah. Brooklyn yeah. Italians. And Long Island Italians. Bronx so, Italians. Oh, fuck that. What? Do you, how many family members do you have? On my on my dad's side? Uh-huh. Like, what do you mean? Like, my aunts and uncles? Mm-hmm. All right, was my dad, who he's the second oldest. And it was his sister, Pat, who has since passed, but he she was oh, the oldest. Sorry. It's all right. Um, there's Christine, David, Michael. Angelo? No, there's no okay. Angelo. It's, no, Michelangelo. It, it, yes. It's... Is it really? No. Oh. It's just Michael. Pat, Joseph, Christine, David, Michael. Yes, I believe that's it. So there's just five siblings. My mom's the youngest of six. I'm the oldest of six. Five. Right, but you're not Italian. This is an Italian moment. We're yeah, talking about yeah. Italian. Oh, you guys are yeah. Italian. Yeah, oh, get out here, blondie. All right, so between the two of you, how many family members do you have that only button up like three of the buttons and wear gold chains? None. One. Oh. One. One? None. <laughs> yes. None. You've one. seen my father. <laughs> ah, your father's everything. <laughs> Sometimes he doesn't even wear a shirt. He just wears his hair salon smock and even then zips better. it up just enough so you see some of the chest oh, hair. Oh, it's like curly and, and popping out. Yeah, and then yeah. Got, uh, it's like salt and pepper. Yeah, salt and pepper. Oh, yeah. And then he's got his gold cross. Sometimes it's not gold. Sometimes he has his, his one carved from wood. It's pretty sweet, man. I wish that, like, like I don't know. Fuck, dude. I don't have any, like, cool cultural uniforms. I just get to wear boots. I don't know. You wear your... Yeah, I was going to say, you wear your brown shoes. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I just wear brown pants. Brown pants. Brown shirts. Brown shoes. Next time I go home, I'll find out what part of Italy we're from, because my dad knows. Spaghetti. But I never remember. Spaghetti. The, the, the spaghetti part. The spaghetti part. Um... Is that is that so, on the heel of the so, boot? But I do. Yeah. I, I find myself getting jealous as I get older, and I like I love my family, in spite of this week's events. And I do. Yeah, Thanksgiving's gonna be great. It's gonna fucking suck. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be it's gonna awesome. Fucking suck. But I just wish like I don't I don't like I, we don't have anything like we don't have anything other than like like I said tequila. Like I'm not joking. So, like tequila and foosball is like my tradition. Like, so that's or, the interesting thing is that. On my mom's side, you have her dad, who, you know, that that's the Italian side. That's why I'm quarter Italian. And uh, But then you have her mom. That's where the William Bradford connection. So that's back to the United States in the 17th century. Mm-hmm. And then on my dad's side, on my dad's dad, the Cotting legacy goes back to Rhinebeck, the town I grew up in, uh, to when it was founded in the 17th century. And so um, for all intents and purposes, I'm American. Like, when people ask what I am, I say I'm American. Yeah, it's very um, interesting how... America still has this fascination with our cultural yeah. heritage from other na- nations. And my mother, I love my, that, my mother considers herself very Italian. Most of my cousins on her side are like, yeah, we're Italian. And I'm like, well, I only a quarter Italian. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, well, it's, it's a lot easier to say we're Italian. And then like, Hey, we're one fourth Italian, oh, Italian, <laughs> <Right>. Irish, German. <laughs> but, but I think, I think the thing is, is like, Hispanic. you know, you say that you kind of wish you had a connection to it, but it's interesting because, I always had that connection growing up. It was like, you're Italian, you're Italian, you're Italian. And it wasn't until I got older that I was like, you know what? I don't really have, I don't feel that connection because I've been to Italy and I love Italians, but it's a very different culture there than what Italian American culture is. Yeah, Italian American is very different. And I I think any, any, any immigrant culture. Absolutely. I think Um, that there's the, the dash American changes everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But it's just interesting because, you know, I'm major, the majority of, my makeup is German and English, and then don't say. I know, uh, and then and then the Italian kind of fits in after that. But um, 
because that German and English is so longstanding in America, mm-hmm. uh, it yeah. it you know that that cultural identity is is less so. Less yeah, there's prevalent. a greater culture that you kind of want to attach yourself to. And I'm Irish enough that when I grow a beard, I have a little bit of red in it. Yeah, and it's about as much Irish as like really? I can visibly show. I mean, Irish Irishmen have pretty dark black hair, like jet black, mm-hmm. but. You know what culture I like to identify myself with is uh, video game culture. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of something. Both, I, got, I was trying to shut nothing. down. You both I was going to be like, down. I come from Clan Leets. And that's where, that's where the podcast ended. I, I still am a Nintendo fanboy. My uncle used to work at Italy. Uh, Italy. I, got. I get that. I'm trying. The... Um, Let's talk about video games. Let's talk about video games. Uh, you guys been playing anything? Dylan? Yeah, I've been playing some. Um, uh, the week's events had me huddle towards some some sort of form of electric entertainment, and so I uh, a couple weeks ago I bought the um, Fallout Four season pass. Yeah. So that's all installed. So I started playing a little bit of that. And you finally met Curie? Uh, I finally met Curie. So yes. I booted my save up and I was like, all right, I'm ready to immediately like either tackle like Automatron or Far Harbor or something. And I booted it up and I was in Vault 81 in the part in the mission where you have to get the mole rat disease cure. I was like, yep. God damn it. And funnily enough, I hadn't gotten the disease yet. And then like five minutes, like having lost all my stealth yep. like abilities, I immediately got the disease. I'm and like, then you just have it forever. Yeah. Does it do anything? You lose yeah. 10, 10 health. Yeah. And I, I went to Vault. 81 like super early in the game so i just had mole rat disease the entire time i played and, the and, game and like having the negative 10 health is not that big of a deal but they put that little pill icon that yep. tells you you have no, a disease and the it, whole I just, time yes yep holy shit and you so, can get into the console and be yeah, like I, say, bah, bah, bah. I would just i would just fucking console it you, out. you could spawn another one of the uh, the cure items and just use it or whatever do you get curie in the mm-hmm. she's the one that gives you the cure um so dan i don't get it curie I don't get it. Mary, Marie Curie. Well, that's that wasn't the pun I was making, but Cure, also Curie, like like, Marie like the Curie. Cure. Yes, the band. Yeah, I yeah. love the Cure. Oh, I should meet this girl. Well, so she gives you the Cure. Yes, she gives you an iPod. Dylan's gonna kill me. She gives you an iPod. Like a first generation iPod. No, you spin the wheel. No, no. You don't understand. Yeah, she has a French accent. Yeah. <laughs> you don't understand. Uh, I might have. But Marie Curie, was she French? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was German. No. Uh, uh, no? No. But so Dan used to, Dan, because that was your preferred companion to yeah. play with the game. She was with. my companion for the majority of the, t- the playthrough. And I play with Nick, and I know you play with Deacon. Nick and Deacon. But I play. But Mostly Deacon. I, I met Curie, and, and I expected her to be uh, a synth. But she's not a synth. She's the same kind of robot as uh, Cogsworth. Um, oh! Yeah. But she's a medical version of that. But... Wait a minute. That's Curie? Well... Yeah. So this whole time... Her I would... side quest... Well, okay. If there's, so you can turn there's her more into to a... It. Okay. That's weird. That's like Eva of Mass Effect weird. That's less weird because Eva was a disembow- disembow- disembodied oh, voice. Oh, God. Sorry, Eva. But I agree. That is weird. You're weird. I don't think, I mean, it's just that kind of stuff is kind of, I feel like that and like wanting to play as a female character in, in RPGs kind of rubs me the wrong way from like a fetish, fetishistic standpoint. 
But maybe that's more a reflection on me than it is on... I mean, I'm with you. I don't ever play as a lady character in RPGs. I do sometimes. But it's not because... I don't know if it's like a... The, 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 I get where you're coming from because I've heard people make the argument wow he's like well if I'm gonna play a character might as well like looking at him the whole time I'm like nice oh ass. my god oh, you're no I don't think but that's that's something so that's... you know who I play as a female character as is when I play Diablo 3 and I play as a demon hunter there's just something about that role that I it from a story standpoint I know this is really well, stupid Diablo doesn't but, matter, but... From a, but, but it feels I don't know what it is just the way the character looks and the way that she talks it feels like I want to play as this like badass demon yeah, hunter. She also looks like, way cooler. Hunt. She does. She looks way cooler. Um, and she just it fits the person. It fits the personality of what I want to play. And I think like canonically, um, the female one is the default one because mm-hmm. the female she's demon the one hunter. All the art is in. Uh, yeah. Is in Hero uh, the Storm. Hero the Storm. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not saying. I think that when I play a game like Skyrim or Fallout, I always make a, a dude just because my character in that game is literally just the arbiter of me. Like it's just. Yeah. Like it's not. It depends on the the RPG, but I do that sometimes too. Where and I'll make them like kind of look like me. Anyway, sorry, I tried Dylan. To. So you were talking about playing Fallout? Um, yeah. So I met Curie and I did that side quest, and then I immediately started Far Far Harbor. Which have you guys played that? No. I've gotten. I've played the intro. So you've gotten like to Far Harbor, yeah. and done like protect the settlement thing. Have you done that? Maybe. Because it's literally like the first thing you do. Then, yes. After you get off the boat. It was over the. It was over the summer. When I was okay. hot on Fallout. So um, long ago. <laughs> ha. I beat Megatron though. I mean, oh my god. Automatron. Automatron. I haven't started that one yet. Because I was like, I want something story-based. I mean, I know Automatron is too. The Automatron story has a cool arc, but it's it's tiny. Short. Yeah. yeah. Far Harbor is, is really cool. Like, I've only gotten to, like, the first step in it, and you already learned so much more about Nick. People speak really highly of it. And since. I've, heard, I've heard it's good. I uh, love Nick's backs, but you do his, like... Yeah. Yeah, he's my only companion that I use in the whole game. Yes. So you did his like loyalty quest. Yes, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And he's so cool. Like there, we need yeah, more hard boiled detectives in games <laughs> that are actually robots. <laughs> <laughs> See, <you're laughs> like oh, I, I love his character design. How he's like oh, the shittily made robot. Yeah, he's, he's like the, the early generation. Synth. Well, yeah. if you like that, play Far Harbor. Nice. Dylan's raving review. I like it. Did you get I, the harpoon gun? No. You probably, you probably get that at the end of the arc. The armor's cool in that the, one. Um, I got the I got the syringe shooter from the Vault eighty one quest. Yeah, those yeah. are I hate that gun. I never I love uh in in New Vegas, I got the nail gun that I would use a lot when I just needed something rapid fire. Because I have like a thousand nails, and so you just pull out the nail gun and you're just fucking destroying things with the nail gun. Because it's <laughs> super cheap ammo. Um have you did you load up or, or head up to the the Nuka World uh, no. DLC yet? Yeah, well, that's... No, because you get siloed in Far Harbor and, and you, okay. can, you can take a boat back. But I was like, well, I'm just going to do this whole area. It's yeah. weird because Nuka World is actually part of the continuous map. That's yes. what I thought. I yeah, walked by it. They added it. And like, it tries to start you on a quest. Welcome and you walk to by Nuka it. World. Um, but the... And I heard the story's like, okay, in it. A circus of value. value. The... Uh, but the the asset itself that they built for it is very cool looking. Like it, that's, it, that's it, the it, whole it, reason I want that DLC. It's a right. big wraparound fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got the big and it and it, it's. We had a guy from Di- Disney come and talk about how because he works for the Imagineers, right? Yes. Yeah, and they talk about perspective, like how every person is a camera. Yes, that was my my takeaway from that whole talk was saying that we treat it as if every person is a camera and we have to think about how they, they view the, the story. That's and it, and I was thinking, and now that we're talking about Fallout, I was thinking about that again because you look, they personally like, 
the space around us on a higher plane, so you can kind of see over just enough. Oh, into it, into it, just a little bit. That's and like, cool. It's just, and they they build it up so you can, and it's just because Disney World's this way too. You know, what I mean, like it's it's just cool to think about that those skills that he uses, like you can use in 3D asset design, you can use in uh, framing movies, you can use in. It's just cool. Yeah, it's cool. Is it going to sleep? It was just. Uh, so it, it it'll put the screensaver on, doesn't go to sleep. Okay. And I just I mean, one day we need to test whether or not it going on the screensaver stops does the anything? recording. And I don't think it does. But I've always been too afraid to test it. That's fair. That's right. I give you something to do. Um That's what I need. So are how how about how far into Far Harbor would you say you are? I think it an hour. Ten. And how many hours are there total? Oh, it's probably like fifteen. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a that's a that's a beefy DLC. It's their big one. Yeah. That's a, and there's three that's factions. So the factions are the Far Harbor residents, and then there's the synth colony, and then there's the children of Adam, who are the cultists. Yeah, I love the children. Where do you guys fall on the synth issue in Fallout? In terms of what? Like, do I like the story, or like if I was actually embedded in that pro synth? Let's do both. Well, we were okay. both, Dylan and I both did the railroad. So, so I, yeah, okay. So I, I thought you did the Minutemen. Did. On my current playthrough, I'm trying. I haven't picked yet, Uh-oh. but in the first one, I was with the. I never beat the game. I still haven't beat the game. I'm like right there. That's like, yeah. <laughs> That's once you get byline on every game. Once you get to the institute, you're pretty close to done. And I kind of fall off. Well, it depends on how much you've done. It depends on how. Like I had done a lot. I was not of the with the Brotherhood of Steel. Line. No, I don't think anyone is. I don't think anyone. I don't think I've ever heard anyone. Which is bummer. Like thing. they, they should have made that. Mm. Well, it's, it's, well, it's super sad from a narrative standpoint because Elder Maxon is the kid from Fallout 3. Right. So you meet this super nice kid who's like the squire to the really old elder. And then the second the old elder dies, he's like, fuck it, we're going super militaristic. I missed that one. So you can only imagine what the the capital wasteland is during yeah. Fallout 4's timeline. Yeah. So outside of the story, though, like, are you guys like... Cause I, I do think that they do show kind of the fears of what a synth can be because they're like these like weird almost like human insurgents yeah um i just think it's cool from a like emotionally how do you feel about a synthetic thing yeah well and at what point do we what point does artificial intelligence become a unique proposition what at what point does artificial intelligence become an individual become something with with its own rights and and it's interesting well i think the popular culture mindset is very enamored with that idea right now totally sure. between yeah. all the movies and westworld and everything else and elon musk being like yeah we're all gonna die yeah because of the yeah. well, robot apocalypse don't you think that's just a reflection of the fact that we've become just like this j curve of like technology in the past few years where it's just it's everything now like you're just inundated with constant stuff. So like, is that like, the same way that like post nine eleven we got all these cities being leveled in movies? Yeah. Now the big cultural reflection is, you know, if we're so in love with technology, can we actually be in love with it? Alex, Alex is here. We're gonna pause the recording on Mason's great, great note. You should have responded to me. Actually, yeah, I was gonna like, jump in with like, like Donnie. I'm like, I'm, I'm like yeah, a child think, that walks think, in with no frame of reference to a conversation. Yeah, no, I think that was a good point you were making, Mason. I honestly don't remember what point I'm it was. Make point. So. I'm make a point. The point was is that this obsession with you know the sense and that whether it's Fallout 4 or Westworld, I was arguing was a. 
I, I was expecting something completely different oh. coming into this. No, keep going. This is fantastic. This oh, is so, so much saying, better than It's I- a reflection of American love of technology, like the same way that we saw a bunch of city leveling robots post 9 11. As it reflect and the Godzilla is post World War Two, like blah blah blah, like it's just this is our pop culture reflection for the past five years. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And cool. I wonder, you know, it's interesting because I wonder if it comes from a sense of insecurity of self and and the fact that we're as oh, a society a uh, just really insecure right now with with our own personal egos, mm-hmm. and so we want to make sure that we we're projecting that insecurity onto this idea that if we actually had the power to create the facsimile of people, that we would give them those same rights that we wish we had or we feel we deserve. Mm. Or um, that we would be challenged by an artificial version of it because our you can artificially make it. Right. And there's nothing deeper there. Right. Which is also terrifying. Yeah. And awesome. I love that. Yeah. If you can make it, you can bake it. Shrinky dinks. If you um, got cats in the oven, it doesn't mean you got biscuits. Why were you... Uh, Am I recording? Am I getting? Yeah, it? everyone's good. Okay. Uh, why were you asking about the the synths and Fallout, Dylan? You're just curious. Or no, did you? I was. I was oh, asking you were. Asking Mason, you were how you guys felt okay. about like? Were you? Are you about them? Are you anti synth? No, I'm I'm pro synth because I mean <laughs> I'm Dylan Alvento and I'm pro synth. <laughs> I'm with them. <laughs> Paid for uh, the, by the Dylan Alvento for synths PAC. The uh, because um, Far Harbor brings all that kind of back to the fore. Like, there's a big thing about. Yeah. What. No. Back to the four? Is that it? Like a no forefront? This is not nice. I'm sorry. I did not four mean play? to interrupt. No four play. The rural juror. No, it's funny because when you get up to Far Harbor, they uh <laughs> shut up. They you're player character if you choose the right dialogue he makes fun of like the new england accent oh they bring that in because uh, like, it's supposed to be in maine yeah because yeah. they're calling oh, him that's they're great calling him like mainlander and he like oh, says good. something like oh mainlander and just like is mocking them i was like wow that came way out of left field well and that's the thing with that <laughs> game where like sometimes you're like sarcastic and it's like subtle personality making fun of the people in the middle of america <laughs> oh. um but it's supposed to be like, uh, what's that uh, beach town? It's uh, Bar Cape Harbor. Cod. No, it's uh, Bar, Bar Harbor. Harbor. <laughs> oh, bait Bar Harbor. Uh, <laughs> no, they call it Far Harbor because there's a big this, this town called Bar Harbor. There's a big Bar Harbor sign on, on a rock when you come in through the Cape. Ah. But the sign's been scratched. Okay. So it looks like an F. I was wondering what that was. About. At least that's my assumption because in the loading screen they show the huh. big sign and yeah, yeah. They, they, they've scratched I wouldn't know the what loading's like. I have that an was, SSD. What? That was DLC for three or four? Four. Four. Okay. Yeah. I, I was telling my boss. Was it Antarctica? Antarctica. That was the DLC for three. It was Alaska. Alaska. That was Operation Anchorage. Yep. Anchorage, Alaska. But yeah. Um. So they bring they bring all the synth, uh, humanity stuff back in, in into the game and into the story. Um. Revolving a lot around Nick and his past. Uh. Did you think that they walked that line? better or worse than the ghoul human one in fallout 3 or did it is it even comparable is it worth comparing it's comparable i just the ghoul one makes more sense to me in that universe because like i'm sitting there and i'm like i like this because the character they introduce it's really the one with the shot like the guy that you can get as a companion in fallout 3 no, no, I'm the the character they introduced as the leader of the synths in far harbor oh, okay 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 in far harbor is written very well mm-hmm. and 
but I'm still sitting there like I don't know if this synth stuff like just jives with me. I mean, I know we had the big the big conversation about the 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 Cabot House quest, and I'm just kind of like this seems like ancillary to like the things that I find appealing about Fallout's mm-hmm. universe, but it's still very well done. So I'm not. I'm just kind of like. Yeah, I just I don't know if I just don't know if this this is the universe I recognize, and I, and I have that 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 could be said for your Fallout Four experience. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, whenever whenever I load into that, where I'm just like, just, this doesn't this doesn't something feels off. This feels like someone else's Fallout. Mm. Like this, I know a lot of people feel the way you do. Yeah, I don't know. But I still overall enjoyed Fallout. Like I have fifty five hours. I mean, it's half the amount of hours I had in Skyrim, but I still enjoy. So, Fallout. as the person in the room who has the least experience with Fallout and is not tapped into um, the community sentiment about it, um, could you explain the the idea that it's someone else's Fallout? Like, what about this story so, doesn't feel um, so Fallout right? Fallout one through three, and then New Vegas. Um, I mean, unless so three, but one, two, and New Vegas are focused mainly on the Southwest. Mm-hmm. So it has this very kind of old west vibe this very like orange mm, dusty destroyed yeah, yeah this very like frontiersmanship about it yeah that fallout 3 still has because just capital wasteland feels desolate but i feel like they lose a lot of that in fallout 4 just because of the the density of the city centers the the the, the colorfulness of the world which i think looks gorgeous but i i don't it just doesn't feel like fallout feel fallout it it doesn't have the the a level of grime that fallout should have like mm-hmm. when you go in a vault or a metro tunnel in three everything is just caked with grime and is dirty but when you go into a vault in four yeah, everything looks plastic the yeah. vaults in four are definitely a lot i did cleaner. see enough vaults in four to to be able to make that like distinction. everything in like the vaults in 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 three and previous games have like this this brush metal, like this, just raw yeah. energy to it, but they feel like they feel like plastic. Yeah. And four. I think your point about the kind of western, um, and and I mean the the colors too, but like the, there's just the older falls feel like there's just a lot of sand. Like there's a lot yep. of sand, yeah. and it's just it's not, and I don't mean that like just in terms of like physical sand, but like the people it just feels like there's sand in places they don't want it to be and everyone is irritated and there's just a lot of like there's a lot of weird sarcastic anger in fallout that i i think i saw a a lot of nihilism and a lot of like dark humor Mm -hmm. defeatism yeah Yeah. well in in fallout one and two felt like it was written by guys that were really into um wasteland and yes. like that, John. And well, it was, Wasteland, it was. yeah, it was a spiritual prequel to to the Fallout. Was it a re- was and it I will say, first? having only played Wasteland came first. Fallout Three, I think for me it would feel a lot less of a stretch to jump into Fallout Four. Whereas if I, based on what you're saying about Fallout One and Two, I could see how that would be like. Well, this doesn't feel like Fallout yeah, for, for New, sort of New Vegas. There is a like stark contrast. What's right. interesting to me is that Three and Four feel very like this Connected. is one universe yeah. to me. Yeah. We had we've had this conversation before, and yeah. we don't have to go back. But I think that. To Dylan's point about the Western part of it, like I felt like New Vegas hit so well, and I think that New Vegas feels different than the mm-hmm. current game for a very reason that it's was written like the old games. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying one is better or worse than the other, and I'm not saying one is more or less true to your experience, my experience. Um, 
New Vegas is worth playing though. New Vegas is incredible. That's what I've heard. If you, yeah, if you, uh, I've sunk in a lot of hours into that incredible game. Even if you look at like trees in three, like trees in the DC area are just like black sticks poking out of the ground, whereas yeah. trees in in the Boston Greater Mo- Boston metropolitan area are like still thriving. They're still like a a a forested wooded area, and it looks beautiful. But it's like this part of the world looks so much more alive than the rest of it, yeah. and, and 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 just that visual design conveys such a different tone just from that alone sure the one thing that i felt that fallout 3 did better than fallout 4 is that i felt that nuketown that's what's called right no no megaton megaton Megaton. Megaton adamberg felt like this really interesting hub for fallout 3 yeah and i felt like that diamond city was supposed to be that and i never fell in love with diamond City. i never fell in love with Diamond it wasn't tiered enough it wasn't dense enough well i didn't feel like like i understood like the saloon in megaton like i understood that's relationship to the town i understood my apartment i understood where the mayor lived um and i i loved diamond city from the sense of i lived in boston i love fenway Fenway, and i lived right there like it was out my window um and so it was like that's kind of fucking cool. And conceptually, it's but awesome. the actual, but the execution of it as a city, I agree with you on that, Mason. Yeah. It never felt like I never, I did what I had to do in Diamond City, and then there were other places, there were a lot of other settlements that I felt were cooler settlements that were more interesting places to like interact with and engage, or even just store my shit. What is it in Boston? The grid, big green monster. The big green monster. Big green monster. In the wall. That's the wall. The um. Don't they pray to it in mm-hmm. four yeah. or something? Yeah. Well, you repaint it for the the janitor's all pissed off. Yeah, you have paint. to go find. You have paint. to go find the paint. Yeah, yeah. I like I, I liked that side quest. I thought that was fun. I never and did I, that quest. I think Diamond City had a nice lot touch. of character. I think it was missing. Like Diamond City itself had character as like a a place. It just didn't have the inhabitants to give it the sense that I felt Megaton. Like I loved the sheriff in Megaton. Yes, the dude that like, you can. It was basically like Fallout 3's Preston Harvey. Yes, Preston was, Garvey. I mean, Preston Garvey, the head the of the Minutemen guy. Oh, and, right, and right, 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 right. You know, the one black dude. The one. Yes, I was going to say that. Well, it's. I was like, oh, I can't say that now. No, <laughs> you can. You're not wrong. I mean, there's Tinker Tom. Yep. Second black guy. And then the there's one. Of, there's the one coarser dude. Oh. Hmm. God, the coursers, I think they are so lame. They just look like Matrix as yeah, one of these. Like, yeah. The well. teleport. I love the teleport animation, though. The, like, lightning yeah. bolt. <laughs> Why do I have to do the fucking Foley work? I'm sorry. No, no. No. It, it wouldn't be the same without the Foley work. I'm sorry. Right, we'll, we'll rewind and do it again. No, it is, no, it is no, radio. No, like, radio no, no. Dylan, can you insert the actual noise no. too? Just, okay, yeah, I can do it. I have it. Have you been playing anything else, Dylan? Uh, I played some Mafia 3 because I want to finish Mafia 3. Mafia 3 is still, still good. I was like kind of dreading Fallout when I went into it. Because the gun, the gunplay is not that fun, and certainly not as fun as Mafia's. Uh, and I was like, that's why I wanted to play Far Harbor first because I wanted to play the one that had the most en- engrossing story. But you know, I got off the boat in the Far Harbor and I did the one like shootout they have you do, and I was like, all right, I gotta play something else. Like if I'm gonna be shooting stuff, I, I need to be enjoying it. So I went and did Mafia and unlocked a couple more districts in Mafia and. Probably like two thirds of the way through that game. That game is still good. It's still good at mainlining you through like, all right, this is where you are in terms of the the hierarchy and the mafiosos, mm. and like you still you're still trucking. I wish they had like a screen like in Shadow of Mordor where it's like, all right, here is the hierarchy. Right. So you just look yeah. at it, understand where you are and where everything is positioned. But you have to go talk to Donovan, who's your CSA friend, 
CSA. CIA. CIA. Confederate States of America, friend. Um, hmm? CSA. The, uh... And I just, I just wish, yeah, it, it, it's good at, um, pushing you forward through the story, but there are places obviously where it could be doing more, but it's still, it's still fun to play. Uh, nice. Yeah. How about, how about you, Dan? Nice. Um, so, uh, I have been playing, I, I have not been playing as much as I would like, but, um, well, I built a computer. Oh yeah! So, so there's oh. that. So we can talk about that. Oh yeah! I have things to talk about too. You have things to talk about, but I want to hear oh, yours yeah. first. Yeah. yeah. So well, I, I would hope you have things to talk about, Alex. <laughs> yes. Or else, <laughs> well, what, or else, what am to, I even doing here? Yeah. Alex's contribution to the podcast. I have things to talk about. I have thoughts. Um. So yeah. So I built a computer. Um. It's gigantic. Uh, it's huge. But I am proud of it. Plexiglass side. Yeah. Yeah. It it LED lights. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's sweet. Yeah. But I'm proud of it, and I like it, and I'm happy with it. Um. I really like your color scheme, Dan. Thanks. Is, is Kelly proud of it? Yeah. Or is Kelly like walk in like I don't get it? And yeah. Pretty much. Do you um, understand the graphics? It's Dan in a VR headset with this big cable walking. Like he just looks like a crazy person. Yeah. 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 Not saying I'm not. Um. But yeah. So I built the computer so that I could uh get an HTC Vive, and I did. And Man, that's that a lot of money you just I spent. Know. I know. It's a a professional investment. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's what. That's so. I mean, I'm I'm not buying a Vive. Developing for this Vive. I'm not just right. Like buying this so I have a toy. Um, and so I got it set up to to develop, and it, you know, runs straight out of Unity. It's great. Um, so that's where you're gonna do most of your dev stuff in Unity. I think so. You know, I am gonna give Unreal a try once I have some free time, maybe over uh break to get all the prototyping done that I need to get done. Um before the end of the semester, I'm definitely going to use unity. Uh, the guy, the VR guy that I talked to at Google on Monday, uh, Ooh. definitely, uh, what? Name drop. Oh, no, I'm, if I were name dropping, I would say I talked to Mike Alger. Um, hey. <laughs> no. So, uh, but he was suggesting that I um, <laughs> buy a daydream. Continue to use. No, no. <laughs> he said the Vive. I was like, the what reviews you, are going out for I, I asked him and I was like, what would you recommend prototyping on? And he's like, Vive. He's like, prototype on the Vive. So apparently it sounds like that's what they're using there. Um, and I was like, and I've been using After Effects, uh, Cinema 4D, and Unity. What what else would you recommend? And he's like, those are the three programs I'd recommend. So sounds like I'm doing everything right in that what, regard. What do you cool. use After Effects for? Uh, for? For doing prototyping where it's like, I want to convey an idea about the prototype without actually having Got to, it. so I can use it to show the animation. Mm-hmm. Um, How difficult is After Effects to learn? How Not- familiar with keyframe editing? Do you understand the concept of keyframes? Like you have keyframes that you're tweening between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And That's that, what it, I mean. If you once you can wrap your head around that, you'd, yeah. you'd, be, be, you'd be fine. Dylan. It's just it's, a, it's a matter of learning hard. the UI. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then playing around with it. I did like I did like half a Lydia tutorial. I was like, I don't feel like doing this right now. Is yeah. Lydia Linda's sister or? Uh, yeah, it's her. It's yeah. The goth version. The Linda, it's the, the free one. The, the Linda. <laughs> she, she way cheaper. The Linda After Effects Essentials is like 16 hours also. So, um, But anyway, so yeah, so I built the computer so that I had the Vive, but of course I wanted to fire up the Vive and actually play some experiences. So what have I been playing this week? Um, Google Tilt Brush, which I adore and always have and still love. Um, you can just disappear in that. It's, I think, a true testament to virtual reality's ability to allow autonomy. And, um, you know, you go in this and you just 
create sculptures and and 3D paintings, uh, and, and it's phenomenal, and it's unlike anything else, and you can walk through them and around them and, and see them, and it's it's phenomenal. So Tilt Brush is great. And then the other uh, thing that I really think is an amazing testament to VR's power is Valve's um, The Lab, which is a free collection of their uh, uh, VR experimentations. And so it's a really great study in kind of where best practice is right now on UI uh, and interaction design and user experience within VR. Uh, and what it is, is it's a lab that has a, has all of these little experiences. So there's a an archery experience, so the bow and arrow. Um, there's a sling, giant slingshot experience. There's a um, more of like an immersive thing that apparently is related to Dota, which I didn't realize. Um, secret shop. Secret shop from Dota. Oh, really? So um, you're just talking to the shopkeep, like yeah, he and you're like in, interacting with out. stuff in the shop. It's uh, not. It's not great. It's, I mean, not, it's okay. It's not. Everyone <laughs> talks about that slingshot, the basically the Angry Birds in VR thing. Yep. as like the most impressive one, mostly because yep. of the, the writing. The robot one is the one that I the think robot one's really yeah. robot repair is great storytelling with it, um, and also just a just a cool feeling of of the UI. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, you know, spend some time in there. Um, but uh, ultimately, you know, this I just got this set up on to Monday night, Tuesday. So I've only had a few days and, and been busy with other stuff the past few days. So, uh, I'll have more to report back on VR, um, uh, experiences and, and games starting next week. Um, but that's, I've been doing that. I and have then, a request yeah. for you. I would like you to give me your five to for find sure. a game, whether it's my copy of elite or whatever, and try to spend, 30 plus minutes in one experience because uh, i've never done oh, in, in, that in a headset um yeah uh or like, yeah, what's like your out like a, like a real like like a deep dive and you don't do it like in a week but yeah. like, i think that's what i mentioned like what what does it feel like to come out of like an hour in vr yeah what's your tolerance the most i've ever Current. done is about half an hour um okay. and it's disorienting when you come out for sure. I was disappointed when I came out of yours. The yeah, other yeah. Day. I was only there for what, 10 minutes, 20 minutes? For me, it's not an uncomfortable <laughs> when I get disorientation, out. but it's it's definitely a, a dis, disorienting feeling. I don't think, uh, yeah, I think it's, for um, sure. it's more about just like, where the fuck am I? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say, which is a sign of how immersive it is because you completely yeah, divorce you yourself completely, from this space. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's tough in my office because it's a small space. It's about the minimum available space you can do room scale in, but you could do it in a space that's three times as large. Uh, and I feel like that would be even more immersive because you're not getting the guides coming up when you walk too close to the edge all that often. Um, so when it, it's, you know, it's that, a lot easier to walk around. I yeah. Your office is even harder to walk. And I'm like, yeah, no, you know, it is. I, it's, it's just the space I have to mm-hmm. use. Um, and it, uh, you know, since my just focus is on Kelly prototyping, the bedroom into there. Yeah, just, you know, just take down a wall. Honey, we need a VR room. Um, you already have, have a honey, VR room. Honey, we need know, a divorce. <laughs> um, just go move to your... You, you have another house, Dan. I know. There is that. I could set it up I, in the basement. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> VR-based uh, operations. I, I don't know if my tenants would appreciate that, but... Um, Whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so so that... Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I built, built the computer. the landlord. Uh, holy crap. The 1080 does beautiful <laughs> things with graphics. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, and uh, I will say I'm having an issue that's bothering me is that I cannot load up Years of War 4 uh, because it's doing some really stupid Microsoft Store DRM bullshit and I can't figure out how to fix it. That's always fun. Um, 
I'll go to I'll go to start playing and it'll say your account has been switched and, and then, so buy a Nintendo Switch now. Now I can I can yeah right. Um, I can load it up on my Xbox Switch noise, but I can't load it up on my PC. So that I got to figure that one out. I was gonna try that out. Uh, I but did some. I finished Life is Strange Chapter One, um, which I'll just we'll talk more about it when I do the. I'm gonna play through the other chapters. I bought them already. I just haven't played them. Um, so we'll talk more about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, that's what I've been playing. <laughs> Dylan's being really creepy right now. He's Dylan's raising his eyebrows. eyebrows are raising me. a lot. I think. I think. Uh, I think he's happy that you're playing. Yeah. No. Hey, strange. I said Life is Strange is gonna be the next game I played, and I wanted. You know, I've got thoughts on it i've got uh positive a lot of positives some some not positives and uh good thing i gave that call to microsoft to lock your gears of war <laughs> right <laughs> damn it it was your fault um but yeah oh, so come on. come on man uh honestly i just wanted to fire up gears of war just to see what it looked like with yeah the i mean i'd be curious uh, but um fire up everything yeah what, what does this paint look like it's yeah. 1080 yeah so uh, anyway, that's what I've been playing. The account thing I mentioned is it? Yeah. Do you have the same Win Microsoft account on your Xbox and your PC? I do, and it's I'm still trying to troubleshoot it. I did some some searching through Google and whatnot. And it does sound like it's a known issue. Google. And I think, yes, this Google, Google. I, Microsoft's Google. Um, not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I it's I've I've tried signing out on the Xbox. I've tried hmm. signing in on the Xbox. I've tried turning off my antivirus i've tried like a whole has bunch anyone of else stuff. been having this problem did you yeah, like check yeah, yeah yeah i'm not the only one there just aren't a lot of fixes right now so yeah. i don't know what's going on it's pissing me off just it's redirecting um redirection to a page all those fucking hoops to get i know the, yeah i know uh, <laughs> what you do and it's like and oh welcome I, to well, that's the one problem with pc gaming is that like i know it oh, man when it well, gets in your it way it gets in your fucking way it's like you know it's a microsoft thing it's it's not even like if this were through steam i would not be having this issue right now um but um that being said i like windows 10 a lot i mean and i knew that already but it's you know it's been nice to use and you know it's it's insane how fast because i have a, i have a, a very fast cpu as well and it's just insane how fast it is Dude, it's a fast operating system it's a fast put creative CPU. cloud on it and run after oh, it effects is. it is oh, oh it's on there. God. i've got it all on there after effects uh, is so much faster on my vz yeah um so yeah no i'm actually i i it's my primary computer now, so um, you fucking better be. I know. <laughs> yes. What's the my life is strange? Okay. Uh, I'm okay. Um, so just, let me let me said? real quick breeze through what I've been playing this week. Yeah, what have you been uh, playing? Well, well, no, we're not. I mean, I always want to hear. I mean, we don't have to go into a big discussion on life is strange. I just want to hear your thoughts. I want to well, I want to talk more about it after I've seen if I've confirmed some of the things I've been thinking after the okay. first episode. We'll come back to it. Um, so let's come back to it next week. Yeah, and that uh, way we can talk about it with more. spoilers because I'll play it too. Okay, and I'll have more yeah. episodes. Yeah, so. Dylan's happy. Um, Great. Yeah, I do. I feel like I owe it to the to my critique of the game to actually play the fucking thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> play this piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, so, real quick, uh, obviously played some Overwatch this week. Still good. Um, the launched a new character. Which, is it? Is it still good, it Alex? Is, it is still After good. After all this time, it's, it's still it's it, still incredible. And I it's spent, free to play this weekend. You it is free to play this weekend. This weekend. No, it's this weekend. No, it's 18th. 18th? Okay. I promise you it's no, this weekend. I, I, think, I, I, think, I, I think it's next weekend. How much am I bet? 10 bucks. Right. Ooh, you really, that's it. You really want to bet it? That's yeah. it. You really want to bet it? Yes. I'm, I'm giving you an out right now. Look it up. How about I Dylan's be the intermediary win. and whichever one of you wins, <laughs> just give me the 10 bucks. Dan's going to be arbitrator. Um, anyway, while, while Mason's looking that up, um, I spent a bunch of time playing with the 
newest, but not like the most recently announced character, Anna, who came out like months and months ago. Um, really, really into her play style. Um, and I'm also super stoked for the new character they just Damn, announced. It is next week. Oh, sorry, buddy. Um, you don't owe me 10 bucks. I'll pay you 10 dollars. Let's see. Um, plus the rest. Did I mention that I finished the newest episode of Telltale's Batman? The third? Third, yeah. Third one came out. There's a Telltale's Batman? Yeah. It's still happening. Um, mm. We're talking about my usuals here. Overwatching <laughs> no, Batman. Gave up. <laughs> um, short version there is that it's still really good and still really different than every other Batman story. I really like this version of the Penguin. I, re- I love this version of the Penguin. Have you been playing there too? Yes. Okay, got it. Noted. Yes. I got it. We ought to go back I'm, down I'm just, fucking... I'm completely impressed because I've been a fan of Batman since I was like four years old and it's cool to finally have yeah. like a, a story that feels very, very fresh. I have a question. Yeah. Um, what took you four years to finally become a fan of Batman? Since I was four. I'm going to be speaking weird today because I did not sleep much last night. <laughs> I speak the word. Um, Sorry, Alex. No, I was just... I know the best just, words. Don't even... Just ignore me. Just keep talking about Batman. Uh, Bigly words. Anyway, uh, VR. So, I've been kind of just lukewarm on VR in general until last week when I got to try the Vive at our school's media lab. I played maybe five minutes of Tilt Brush, which is amazing, and then five minutes of Job Simulator, and all I did was go into an office and throw objects around, and I was completely sold on so the immersive everybody power. Everybody does a yeah. job simulator. They just throw shit around. I, you I, haven't photocopied your ass yet? I did not yet, but I was I was so happy on like a, a very like pure level, just throwing things around. Um, sold. And then I played um, the lab. I did not get to do um, Catapult or um, Robot Simulator, but I did play Archery, and I could probably play that thing for hours and hours and hours. Um, they did a lot of really, really cool stuff um, with the haptic feedback to make you feel like you're actually notching an arrow. And I'd say um, having a room as small as um, Dan's office was actually helpful f- for me getting used to VR and getting used to pointing and clicking for movement as opposed to actually physically moving because I knew I couldn't step around this room without like kicking something. Um, and so I was kind of forced to get used to movement in VR. Um, surprisingly natural. Um but yeah, that's why I've been playing this week. Mason. Um <laughs> pass. Pat no, yeah. Uh uh I played VR too. Okay. Okay, guys. What do you think, Mason? Um it's very impressive. And I really, 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 really think there are elements that are incredible and there are things where I'm just a hundred percent in it. I think the reason I was asking Dan about the long term experience, because I still think that I get into it and I know like here's where I'm at, where people are talking about and like I sent you guys that video of sculpting in VR. Yeah. And that looks sweet. Like that just makes sense to me. Like being able to do it, awesome. I don't know if there's any part of me that would be comfortable I don't think you'd ever have to, but like an eight hour day in a VR headset sounds pretty rough for me right now. I think you go blind. Um, yeah, there's probably some. And I do think that I still am very sensitive to the screen in my eyes. And I think that's yeah. exclusive. I think it's just that I have super sensitive eyes. Like I have to wear a hat everywhere. Like it's not. Yeah. It's part of his religion. It's my fucking it's my thing. But um, it's because I, I hate wearing sunglasses and I, I hate, I'm. So I think that that and it makes me sweat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I just, but I will say one thing that was really smart in the robot repair room. I really, really, really like that one. Um, 
They do a lot with scale, which I think VR does scale very well. Yeah. And one thing that's smart is that they put you in this room, like my room here, and they they constantly set the um they set the playing field and then they change it so that you understand the change. So the room is this big. Well, then this big garage door opens up on one side, and then now I understand that this is this big, that is that big. And they constantly cue you at, this is how big it wants to be. So the shelf works really well because you know the room is this big, so when I open a shelf, it's very small. And I think that there are experiences in VR that have a hard time with scale because they don't... Introduce you to it? They don't contextualize it, exactly. And one thing that Valve did really well is that GLaDOS came in, and she was huge. Like, it felt big. I was like, whoa, because she never felt big to me in the game. Right. Um, really, really like that. Thought it was just, you know, aesthetically the writing. You know, since you since you brought up uh, that kind of this this opening to a, a larger room, it reminded me I was playing Mafia and there's a part where you're in a quarry and you're you're recruiting one of the old mafiosos to your side, and then he's like, "All right, we're gonna blow up the quarry." So I've placed dynamite in three key points and I need you to set C4 there, and you. And after he says that, you're in like a big warehouse, you know, where where like the the, the offices are, mm-hmm. and it's up on like this this terrace, and then it opens into like this this empty warehouse part of the building, and all these guys of the enemy mob show up, and they're gonna you know shoot you out, so you have to defend yourself. So what I did was I ran to the railway, I jumped over the railing, and I was down on the first floor, and I hunkered behind a wooden crate, and I was waiting for people to rush in. Instead, they run a bulldozer right behind me through the wall. But since it's 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 a scripted event, it doesn't kill me, so it just flings me <laughs> across <laughs> the room. Yeah, it just pushes me across the room. Did it statically push you though? Yes. Like your mo- yeah. Like it just, yeah. just, I just slid. Oh. I just slid. <laughs> Love it. But That's yeah. awesome. Um. So yeah. I. But back to the the VR thing. It's like I'm. I think VR is in. It's. It's something special. I think there's a lot you can do in it. I think what I'm interested to see is the quality of life stuff that they can do in these next few years about, yeah. you know, improving the, um, and not just like the light thing, but improving the, the orient, like making you feel super comfortable doing it. Yep. And, and that no, comes to, to the industrial design of the, the headset. I feel like the headset right now is still unwieldy and big and it yeah. sits hey, on your head very well. They're still figuring out a lot of stuff. I will say... But that's having what I'm excited used, for VR. Having used all of the major headsets except for Daydream. Um, Have you used PSVR? No, I take that back. I haven't used PSVR, and I've heard Apparently that sits the, on your head really well. That's most uh, Daydream right. does the same thing where it yeah. sits back here. Yeah, it just mm. looks comfortable, Daydream, because it looks like it's made out of this like it looks like it's made out of material, like a, like a pillow or like yeah, or like yeah. recycled. I have heard that cardboard. The thing with with Daydream though is that they put the um, head size adjustment on the back of your head, and so your hair gets caught, and that's very uncomfortable. Whereas like mm. uh, the Gear VR and the Vive are both on the side, um, which I thought was interesting because that's mm. one of those like minor you know ux ergonomic product design things that makes a huge difference for a lot of people yeah if every time Um, someone's pulling their headset off it's pulling out their hair yeah that sucks the problem the problem is is that all this ease of use stuff needs to be first and foremost solved through software because there's no way they're gonna put a vive edition 2 out next year and it's gonna be i agree like then then you're just shooting yourself there are things there are things like the way it sits on your head that that is a, exclusively the industrial design. Yeah, right. I think yeah. they all, you know, they all have to work together well, to get version two. They didn't, they didn't do what they did with the Steam controller and do like fifty revisions. Yeah. Well, no, but the Steam yeah. controller has been like, and that's the one thing I trust. Steam controller has over the, my owning it has gotten exponentially better. Really? Steam what, why is their, that? 
oh my god their their rollouts the way that they've changed how you can interact with it the options that you have for it like the steam controller updates are significant and like i still i really enjoy using the steam controller even though i like my x i use my steam control in the living room Huh. And the support that Do you have it right around here. I it's in my living room. And that's firmware or software support where you can customize the keys. Like they're expanding beyond the Steam controller because now they're doing that with the PlayStation controller. Yeah. Or it's just here's just a PlayStation layout. So now you don't uh, have to worry that there isn't any existing. And you can map anything you want to anything. Like it's it's the way it, everything kind of should start going is like just do it how you want to do it. Um, one thing I found interesting about our experience is that uh, neither of us wanted to take wear the headphones all the way. Part of, yeah, that, that is that, interesting. And I think that was because there were other people in the room. And, and we, no, were, no, and I, we I, were talking about it. Why. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're actually, they're making a lot of VR headphones right now that allow you to wear them and keep them on. I actually yeah. attended a conference on sound and VR uh, over the summer at the VR. Oh, wait, are they doing like the, uh, the inductive um, speaker stuff? They, they were meant... Bone conduction. The, I love that the shit. The conference Jabble. that I was at, uh, they didn't talk about the specifics of that. It was more about mm. how to implement VR in an immersive yeah. way. But they mentioned that because um, Skull Candy was one of the co-sponsors of the of the, of that talk. Um, they the, make great the headphones, and so it was a um, you know they were just saying that yeah they're working on a thing where it's like you can it 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 makes it smart at filtering out if someone is talking to you outside the headset, yeah. but it doesn't allow in a bunch of ambient noise otherwise. Same. It's it, um, yeah, it's the same idea I was um, really really hype about for Andrew's class. Yeah, y- using directional microphones to yeah. do selective listening. Yeah, it's smart. It's it's you know for that reason that like if you are in a room with other people, you want to be able to hear what they're saying. But there is something about VR about being immersed, truly immersed in the audio as well that needs to happen. Right. Um, but it, it depends on what you're looking for too. You know, it, it, you can do speakers with VR and. It's going to give you a different sense of location-based awareness because uh, it's not going to give you that location-based awareness. But if the experience that you're doing is more about just like background music and ambient kind of sounds, then cool, use speakers. Um, how, how soon until someone like builds like a sensory deprivation VR, VR chamber? Yeah, they're just like soon. laying in water. <laughs> Um, and I wasn't I wasn't saying that as a strike against VR. I don't, I don't, oh, oh no. VR has a long way to go. No, 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 let's, no, no. Let's... I wasn't even saying that. I was saying I thought it was interesting that it's funny because it's this hyper immersive experience that you yeah. want to share with people around you. And I think yeah. that's where I yes. was most yeah. interested. Is like, yeah, I'm entirely divorced from the two of you guys when I was in your room, but like, yep. I want to still be engaged with you guys. Yeah, and I, that's where I'm like interested in like designing things around that is yeah. cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. For and, sure. I, and and yeah, I think I mean I think the vibe as a product is just the build of it, the controllers, like it all feels good, looks good. Yeah. Like, headset wise, the tall field of view is great. Like I'm I'm you know. I want you I want you to try out Rec Room because I'm really interested. In I know Rec I had Room. him download it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, I, oh, I totally forgot you played it. Yeah. He didn't realize he had a microphone. I didn't realize he had a microphone. <laughs> and I'm like hearing them talking, and then I heard Who's these this guys fucker? talk. And I was like saying something to them, and I, and, I, and and then I, the, the people in the thing responded to me, and I had this crazy disorienting moment where I was like, I don't know who the fuck's talking to me or what I'm saying. It was so bizarre. Um, but we only played it for like five minutes because we had to go. Uh, so I'm I'm going to spend a little more time with that. Give that a try. That that in 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 tilt brush are probably the two things I want to try well, out. The come most. on over and try them out, man. Come on down. Come on dance. down. Use VR experience. But yeah, um, did you see the thing about um, VR like arcades? How that should be 
a bigger thing. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that. I like that idea. We should all go to Manhattan and do that Ghostbusters we VR should. experience. Oh, we should. I heard sweet. Yeah. I would go. Wait. If we go to PAX, I mean, we, we could, could make we a could stop. stop in New York. Yeah, but it's fifty yeah. bucks. The, the the ride is. Yeah, I think it's like forty bucks. Got to uh, park in Times yeah, Square though. Holes. I mean, we could drive up to Jersey, park the car, go into New York, come back, crash at my parents' house. Still pay fifty bucks for the experience. I'm so confused. <laughs> I thought you were uh, saying thought. Thought fifty bucks would be like a train ticket. So no, no, no. no, 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 no. That's, a, that's a lot of money. Let's why we just yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, I was expecting I you to like like give like some kind of. And then I just thought it was funny. Yeah. I thought it was a permanent attraction. No, we're, we're like, going to. Uh, maybe it is. It would make sense. We're gonna go in and just politely demand that they give it to us for free. Now there's there's a solution. What's nuts about that thing that Dylan's talking about is that it has all these contextual cues in the room with you that are apparently. Just like, like you open nuts. a door and you, you are in the virtual reality opening a door. Yeah. I think that I was love pretty that. cool. Yeah. And then, I love adding the physicality well, to it. And that's the real future of VR. Um, That's the future of VR that is... It, what are all these alternate futures? The real... Well, no. Real? I'm just saying I think that the... the Blade Runner VR. Ultimate future of VR is holodeck like a holodeck. VR. Yeah. Where you just... You go in and you're there. Um, There's no there's no headset. There's Valve no... Valve has a holodeck. I'm not. I know I sounded like I was being a joke, but they have like a they have the Valve holodeck. Like people talk about. But the problem it. is, is that the holodeck experience is just a bunch of it's desks, and then you just oh, unplug the off. desks and roll them around and reorganize <laughs> them, and then it's just Gabe Newell in the corner sharpening his knives. He's just like, it's a flat structure, guys. It's fucking killer. We make one game every decade. <laughs> I was like the other day. I was I like, play Fallout. What's Half-Life the last four? product that Valve has released? Dota. The Valve VR Lab. The Lab. Yeah. Uh, Dota Dose. You think like I mean, last Steam, major Steam triple, triple so A the, title? This new right Steam now, update. They're, they're they're estimating that about 100 of the 300 employees at Valve are on, are on third, VR stuff yeah. right now. So, which makes sense. Um, I think it's so it's just Brad Muir. Like, well, I guess a lot of them smiling. are the hardware team because the Steam Link is a hardware unit, the controller. Yeah. Both great. You should get a Steam Link. They should they should hire more web devs, in my humble opinion. Right? Yeah, they should because fucking. Let's talk about issues with their websites. One, they're fucking. Websites, neither of them are retina ready. The store, the app is not Dude, retina ready. they're all web views. Um, their application experience blows. There's no native application. No, I think that I'm having this whole moment where I'm like, I don't think Steam is that good of a product right now. Besides the fact that it, it manages games in a way that gets it, out of my it, way to play it, games. It's successful as in it's ubiquitous and... And it updates really well. And the stores, the, it, the, the stores fucking fast. It updates really well because every time you open it, it's like updating Steam. No, I mean like it does like patches for games. Oh, yeah. I think the Steam Workshop is slick. I didn't even know I, I downloaded... The uh, Fallout Four season pass. I was like, I was like did I install this? Well, I guess I did. Okay, but Origin I think looks better. Yeah, I think that the Microsoft Xbox app is. I don't understand it. The one on I think the Windows, Windows Store is silly. I hate app stores. I just hate app stores. I think the Windows app store sucks. And the Mac app store sucks. T- tell me more. Like why? Why do you hate them? Because they don't have conversational UIs. I mean, now you're preaching to the choir, but actually, don't tell me why you hate them. Because it's just, it, it looks like chaos. It looks like you're walking into a big lots. It's no better at yeah. it directing yeah. you towards what you need to get <laughs> right. and then, than if I were to just Google it. Or, yeah. like, totally. you, do you know why Target rocks? Why? Because they have Legos. Yes. No, Target is a hyper-curated experience from when you walk through that door to when you walk around, and it makes the window shopping point, like, Target's very designed. It's Ikea It's the rocks. Ikea move. And Ikea. Dude, and, um, uh, if, 
If you want to talk about hypercurated experience, let me tell you about how in Kroger they now have a Starbucks end cap that has a little Starbucks sign that comes out and the entire thing is made out of like darkened mahogany wood and it's just all their coffee grounds just sewn so, to this thing. I started Brand Center and I was like, why does everyone do a fucking end cap for everything? In my last product, I did a giant end cap. For yep. what? <laughs> Tickle me Elmo. Wiseman's Flame Food. It's a lighter fluid that we rebranded. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Ain't, no Ain't no flipper. Ain't no flipper. Yeah, we're feeding the flames like they're our pets. Yeah, it kind of sucks in my uh, GOP project. I have to now like uh, re. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, I, re- re- rebrand the Democratic Party. Seriously, you, honestly, you you could probably just tweak. I could that. probably just like tweak it. And be like, boom. No, the way we we already started working on the new one of it, but it's not going to be a partisan one. <laughs> cool. Same same design. Impressions. We originally went in going meaning to do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, end caps are nuts. But I was saying, so like, I don't understand why app stores don't make it easier for me. Like, I want to spend money. Like, I want to. Yeah. Like, why? Get out of my way. Like, what was the last app you got on the Amazon? App store? I think is a hard time too. Amazon's better a little bit. Oh, Amazon's hard because it's all web based. Mm-hmm. I think anything native. Like, I hate, I hate that how there's no. Well, there is one. But Repick.io or whatever, like those sites that curate stuff for you, do a much like. Big box retailers should be doing that too. Making curated storefronts. Marie curated. Yeah. Um like sorry, I mean cure. Tangent. on an iPad first generation. <laughs> or iPod. Spotify updated and I don't know if I like the way it looks. I don't think I've ever liked Spotify. So, I mean we can talk about this really briefly because I worked on a project for Spotify last year where Cinema. Um I I I became very um, knowledgeable. You were like in the style I was, guide. I was really. I. I you won. open it. Just Alex's face pressed yeah. into it. I am the style guide. I am the style guide. It's so the um, the design department produced a 140 page style guide for the entire company to use, and they had worked with a, a brand consultancy to make this like really really smart, cohesive, like just like well well organized brand. Um, and so to see what they're doing with the app, it kind of just feels like a couple of the marketing people got drunk and. We're like, fuck the style guide. We're going to do our own thing. So it could represent a shift in in what they're doing, but it doesn't feel like it lines up with any of their current shit. So ha- I don't know why everything got thin. Am I? Yeah. I, I, where I'm at. I, I, hate I can't that. read it. Much. Am I the only one that doesn't use Spotify? Dan, you use Spotify on a regular basis? I do. Okay. So I'm the only one here. So what, what do they change besides thin so, fonts? Um, is it thin fonts or is it just everything? It's just... Oh, it's not a huge... It's, 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 it's a the, subtle redesign. Yeah. That I, I pr- it probably only people like Alex and I are going to know. But the layout so the, 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 the iconography um, is thinner and hollow which is really just like it looks like weird. the direction of like where icons have gone lately where it's like we're just going to yeah. be like frames of everything. And they have this whole system around the font circular which is very thick and bold and bold and mm-hmm. uh, is that what their uh, their uh, brand typeface yeah, like their, their logo typeface typefaces. and they have this like crazy level OCD kind of analysis of like how to use this type in a way that makes me even kind of like go like, whoa, this is nuts. Um, so it's weird to see this stuff. So side note, I used the word iconography a week ago at my job when I was introducing, ah. talking about some stuff at about the website I'm redesigning. And my boss gave me a lot of shit. The director of my team. It's like, ooh, fancy word. So now she has demanded me to teach her a new word every day. Oh God. What's wrong with that? Nothing. But Seems kind of what was funny was she wants to learn like on that. Wednesday. She's like, Dylan, I got a new word. I'm like, all right, what is it? She's like, Brexit. And I go, 
Okay. On Wednesday. Oh, I thought we were talking about like design or development. No, no, no. Words. Just any word. Just any, any word. new word that she's not because I use like a but like I said. Ah oh, shit! What did I say? No, I said. <laughs> uh, I said little narrative dissonance. No, I said. Someone's <laughs> gonna strangle me. Oh my god! What did I say? Is it in your sinuses? Yeah, it's right up there. There you go. Get up. Get up there, bud. Anyways, uh, but she said, "Oh, I got a new word for you. Brexit." I'm like. Yeah, I know what Brexit is. She's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's a common portmanteau. And then she just looked at me. Oh. <laughs> so, didn't know what to do. So did you teach her what portmanteau was? <laughs> Should teach her Yannick. What's Yannick? I've, I've heard that do you word. Know what, do you know what phallic means? Oh, is that? Yannick is the opposite. But Yannick the, is the, the uh, other gender? Yeah, okay. Yes. I like it's it. It's a term that... It's uh, not a Yannick. Like, I am, I am fortunate enough like to, that, to know about it? now because uh, Dan worked... Uh, can, can I say? Like... Are you, yeah, yeah. Dan, just, Dan worked on uh, an Arby's he, project, he, and Yannick is a term that they need to uh, be familiar with. Yes, be, <laughs> be, be, be familiar with. Uh, I hate you I guys. Hate I'm glad. Oh wait, wait. You... Oh, did, uh, do you I'm get it now? Are you I'm, thinking Arby's? I uh, man, didn't we have this conversation like days ago? I think like about yeah, Yannick. Wait, you just realized why I was saying the word Yannick? I thought he was just some fucking West Coast asshole. No, no. he's from he's from but yeah, Fallon, which is in Minneapolis. First <laughs> of some all. fucking West Coast <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah. Anything past the Mississippi to Second, Mason is West. Secondly, he was saying that when you work on that account, you have to be very careful to make sure that things don't look too Yannick. Dude, I complete wow. Maybe I should go like I, I to be to your credit, like I actually didn't get that. It was the it was the counterpart to phallic until I heard the two words together. Um it just So when I hear yeah. Yannick, I think the chronic. <laughs> the Yannick. <No. laughs> That's where I'm at. Oh, I think Yannick. The Yannick chronic. Yeah, man. Smoke that chronic. Um smoke, smoke that, that Yannick. Yannick. There you go. That's Wow. And none of these like title? No, 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 no. no, 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 no Richmond right. Utilities Podcast and, like, got passes, weird today. It passes by for a second, and I'm like, no, nah, I can't. But I saw it dart in your head. The um, it's like, but yeah, I really didn't play any Howdy, games. Pilgrim. In the, in the dark timeline, those were all episode I bought, titles. So I told Dan and uh, Alex, I, I mean uh, Dylan, that I bought Dishonored Two Me. from I, a European I, store because the pound is down, so I got it for cheap. <laughs> It was on sale. It's like we bought I intentionally syndicate. Up, isn't it? I don't know. It was forty bucks. So I, don't know. I got a deal. The yeah. Dow dropped. I intentionally. Like, the Dow jumped. Now it's spiking. yeah. And now it's kind of it's a oh, big surprise. Um, yeah, I intentionally did not. Bye bye bye. Yeah. No sell sell sell, sell. Have, have you? So you haven't played it? No, I haven't downloaded. I might try it tonight. But then I also. Um, oh, you're gonna give me FOMO because I really want to play this game. Why don't you play it tonight? Because uh, work. Oh. In general. Mm-hmm. Actually, I might play it late tonight because he is observing Veterans Day. Damn straight, yeah. And I'm not. You disrespectful motherfucker. <laughs> We're playing Dishonored. Yeah, Dishonored. It's not like charged. the Sabbath. You're not allowed. To, <laughs> it's not like you're not allowed to use electronics on Veterans, <laughs> on Veterans Day. Day. Dylan just sits in a corner and he's just he's just saluting, <laughs> oh. waving a little American flag. I'm like, hey man, Veterans Day. I like any any sort of extreme celebration like that. I once ran into these Salvation Army dudes outside of a store once, and they were like, "Hey, do you do you have any family members that were in service?" I was like, "Or do you, were your parents service members?" And I go, "No, they weren't service members." And they were looking really dishes Like, was anyone in your family a service member? And I was like, "My grandfather was a marine." And they're like, "Oh, thank you for his service." And like, just started shaking my hand. I was like, "I didn't do anything." Yeah, well, I'm just related to the guy. At least it's I mean, like, I like I respect. Yeah, yeah. No, yes. no one would think that you yeah. don't. 
But I, it is kind of like one of those weird things where you're like, I don't. It's kind of like praise that like like when people are like, oh, your father's great or your mother's great, and you're like, yeah, yeah, she's she's all right. Yeah, pay me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I meant like it's like taking praise. Um, never mind. It's like when people say the brand center rocks, and I'm like, um, yeah, I did a good job. I built it. I made the brand center. Our director has been losing her mind the past few days. Why Not losing her mind in a bad way, but like it. <laughs> just early I onset should, I should Alzheimer's. I that. It's a wave came over the brand center in a way that I have never I seen before. I could only imagine and why. It was, yeah. It was brutal. So I'm glad that we have the ability to do podcasts and hang out with our friends and do stuff like this because this is what's important. And watch Chet Strange. Oh, so also in VR, I just sat and like right now Dan no is uh, is did, is making lewd gestures with his hands and it's making me uncomfortable. It's very phallic. Hey, not, not good. There we go. I mean, it could be Yannick. Now he's kind of making a. a <laughs> I'm a fish. <laughs> <laughs> you smell like yeah. one too. You know, yeah. there are yeah. times where I'm like, oh yeah, Dan, Dan's Dan's seen some shit. Dan's done some shit. He's like, he's, like, he's been through some life. And there are other times we do shit like that where I'm like, is Dan fucking nine? Like, yep. <laughs> do they go this way or this way? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. If I hold my hands up, I know which way is left and which way is right. I still do that. I'll make it for you too, though. Every time I put on, I screw something and I go righty tighty left. <laughs> I do the same thing. It sucks because in boats, it's I'm always upside down. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just fucking tightening. Yeah. And I'm still they doing just it. Crack the hall. <laughs> um. Well, the you guys got anything else? I didn't. I didn't really play anything. So I have not much no. time. I didn't watch the new Westworld. I, I haven't watched the new I Westworld either. I haven't participated in pop culture because I was too busy hanging out in green biologics. Um. Huh. That was our. We had a huge. We all had huge. We all had huge presentations week. at the beginning of the week. So Dan was Monday for Arby's. Monday. Alex and I were Tuesday for Green Bio. Green Bio. Is Green Bio Yannick? No. I mean, it could be. Um, they make lighter fluid. Maybe you gotta like grill. Nope, nope, stop. Abort. Well, if you nope, I, just leave, <laughs> leave, leave, leave. Cancel. Eject. Win it. Stop, please, just please. I'm asking you. I am asking. I am asking for the tone of the podcast for once to be a little higher. Sorry. I mean, I mean, I'll take us into politics if that's what it takes. Oh, oh, okay, so nope, there nope, we go. Not today. Um, if you want, we got our first email. We, no, we, we got not. an email? What? Wait. Someone we actually know. Is this know? spam? So, uh, like, two weeks ago, Lauren was looking for um, some people in the RVA Game Jams community for um, some students out in Powhatan. We're looking to interview game developers. That's cool. For, like, a class. And they sent me a list of questions that I have to fill out and send to them. But if you want, we could go through these questions together. Um, yeah. Oh, also, we got in a um, MAGFest for yeah. a peak. We're going to Magfest. So we're going to Magfest. We'll be oh, there. Dope. Yeah, That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. So just wanted to mention that. Yeah. It's yeah, cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so we're gonna um we're gonna do a lot on that and we're gonna rebuild the site. And now that's on the podcast, I have to actually do it. We're gonna hold I you to it. Every week so we're gonna do a check in websites this semester that I could crank out a website like a shit out website. Like, fuck, dude. What a champ. All right. So do you wanna do these questions? Pick well, I'll I'll do some I'll Yeah. I'll I'll don't um, don't do the one where he's asking about like which game you like more, Call of Duty or Halo? Oh no, I was saying no. more like how to survive high school or like. No, something. these are these these are well structured questions. Don't worry. One, when programming uh, a game, do I you use a for loop or a while? Wait, I got an answer to that. How one. do you Find handle garbage collection? Kid. 
take him outside, you make an example of him, so nobody will fuck with you. Is that what you did in high school, Alex? Well, this no, is that a, what you did in high school? That's what I did in prison, but I feel like it's the same thing. That's really. what everybody did to me. <laughs> that's why I told the Wendy when she first started student teaching, I was like, all right, you got to walk in the classroom, hit the first kid you see, establish dominance. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sucker punch. <laughs> yeah. Just like right in the door, just like left hook. All right. Well, this is a good question because this is less geared towards someone who's interested in, uh, or who wants to be a game developer more um, general. So the first question they asked me was, when did you first become interested in this career? And we could have that be game development, sure. UX development, yeah, whatever. Sure. And then the second part of that question is, what made you choose it? Dan. Go round robin. Dan. Um, so, you know, I always thought for a long time that I had to do the quote unquote right job. And, uh, and so I, I had a whole other career that was focused on more business related stuff. Um, but my whole life I've been very creative and, and you know, I, I drew a lot as a kid. I did a lot of thing I built a lot of things and I, um, uh, did a lot of theater and music. Um, and then I got really into photography. Uh, and so through all those kind of creative things, I, I came to a point where I realized, wait a minute, you can actually be a creative person and have a career as a creative person. And, um, when I kind of came to that realization, I said, you know what, I'm going to go back to school and, and pursue, uh, finding a way to have a career doing this. And, uh, that's what led me to the grad program that I'm in now that, that Alex and Mason and I are in now. And, uh, uh, really just showed me that, you know, you can be someone who does creative things and fun things and, and still have a job and pay your bills. And so that's kind of what led me to it and why I'm pursuing it. Um, and I think what's important, and I told the because I had I had, I was interviewed by two groups. This I have to fill out this questionnaire, but another group of students asked me the same questions, but over Google Hangouts. The uh, I think it's good that you have that business foundation. Yeah, for I sure. Think, I think that helps helps a lot because that's for why sure. I told them I was like, no matter what you want to do, you should probably have some sort of business yeah. acumen, especially if you're gonna do it at the independent level. Like yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't, um, I don't regret having that background. I think it was, it was just one of those things where it was like, I thought I had to only do that. And to realize that you can, you can make smart business decisions for companies or your own company, uh, while still doing things that are creative and fun and exciting and fulfilling and, and fulfilling. Uh, it's really important. I think that Branson tries to issue that a little bit, in the, especially with Don Justice classes, because Absolutely. you know he's he's big bank man, he's champ ROI. But I'm I bank man, I, you know the uh, what are the five P's? Product. See, uh, you're not saying you know, promotion. Uh, uh, purple. Purple. Is product placement promotion or no? Yeah, one of them is like placement or like distribution or something. Supply plane. What are the five P's from? They're for marketing. Marketing. Five P's of marketing. Now I gotta look it up. No, no. Next question. Oh wait, no. We have to go around. You Alex, got, what did you, you get into design for? Um, let's see. So I started. I was uh, my freshman year of college. I was a freelance graphic designer on the side, and I studied sociology. And I had an internship. I had two internships that were relevant. I designed DVD covers for Nat Geo, and then I was doing user experience design at SiriusXM without ever actually realizing it. I was working on their mobile team, and um. Then I, I kind of found out about like what UX was in 2012. I was working at a, um, a media company, and so I got that business foundation, which I agree with you, these guys. Like, it's very, very important to um, you know, what I feel like I'm capable of and and how I fit into this field. Um, 2014, I 
was looking at um, graduate programs. I was really looking at MFAs in, in design. Decided it wasn't for me. Found Brand Center. Uh, didn't think I was going to get in. So I jumped ship and started doing UX design at a small private educational company called General Assembly. Got into Brand Center. And here I am. And um, it's been easy for me to dive into because I feel like it's, you know, it's the mix of all the things I love doing. Um, and all things I hate. Yeah, and all things I hate. You know, really Imagine. Alpha and Omega together. Um, yeah, so I found out about 20, 2012 and dived in 2014, 2015. So I'm going to... Are you going to tackle this from the perspective of design or from game development? Game development. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't even care about why I got into design. Um, the first thing I need to mention, though, is there is a bug on Facebook today that's been going around that everyone's profile says remembering. So everyone's dead on Facebook today. And it's been going around. Wait, what is this? What? So it was like on Mark Zuckerberg's page says remembering Mark Zuckerberg. And like it's been this like huge bug that's been going around. It's so fucking oh, terrible. Wait, so is that weird. what happened on Tuesday? Did we all actually die? <laughs> no, it's like the most like sometimes. <laughs> if we died and went to hell, it happened way earlier than that. Technology and news, it just lines up in this way that's just fucking hilarious. Um, as far as game, why I like game design. Well, the the question is, what or made why, you, what why made you, you first become it? interested in it? When I was nine and someone told me you can't have a job in games. Oh. Or you can't, you got to grow out of games eventually. And then every year after that, I was like, still like games. I still like games. I'm 13. Do you, do you call that person up every year? I'm like 15. They're like, hey. You should be like into girls and stuff. And I'm like, nah, I still like games. <laughs> and I was like 17. And I was like, well, all right, you know, girls are kind of cool. And I was like, games. And, uh, but do they like games? Well, no. And like one of the, you know, I've been dating Sarah now for what, f- five years in this? Jesus Christ. And one of the things that I was like, you're awesome is because I would be like, I'm going to sit and play video games. <laughs> and she was cool with it. Um, I think that's why I, I knew it's this, this constant thing in my life. And I know that. They have brought me so much joy, so much interest, so much escapism, so much like it's just affected the course of my life. And if I can even contribute to that just a little bit, I think that's fucking dope. That's pretty well said. Thanks. I um I think it was around eight so the reason I did this interview with these kids is because I did the same thing. In eighth it's all about the kids. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah, in eighth grade, I did. I took a career skills class, and I did an interview with a game developer. In, uh, I'm showing them the. They remember me. <laughs> the I uh, I um interviewed a game developer in Norfolk, which he is now the the founder of Midnight Status. Cool. Um, they do Pixel Fest down there. Mm-hmm. So I want to get in touch with him. Um, and see how he's doing, but. I was like the video game dork in my class, and we once had this project where it was like schedule out your average Saturday, and I took it very jokingly. I was like, "Play video games, play video games, play video games, play video games." How old were you? Eight, it was eighth grade. Pretty, it's pretty funny for an eighth grader. Yeah, it was, but it was also a very bad idea because I then became the that mockery guy. of some kids. And fucking eighth graders are the worst. They're just assholes. Yep. But. I I said different things when I when I was in middle schools of what I wanted to be. I was like, I don't know, I want to be an author. I don't know, I want to be an artist, whatever. And I, you know, and I had all those different pursuits. But like, I want to be a dentist. I want to be. <laughs> um, but I 
it's games do a very good job of kind of putting all all those things in one place, and that's something Zoe Quinn says too. Is that like you know games brings art, writing, programming, all those different things, sound, in together, yeah, music. Um, so that's why originally, because you know I just played games a lot as a kid, and that's you know I was I was kind of introverted, and I enjoyed playing games. Um, and I think something that continuously resonates with me is, you know, I used to be a big listener of the Joystick Podcast back in the day with Chris Grant, Justin McElroy, and, and Ludwig Kitzman. And it was awesome back then. When it, was it was amazing. A, it was so good. God. And, but one of the, like their send-off podcast. Was, yeah, no, I know. I love the theme song. I have it on my phone. One. I have it too. Gravity? I have, I have nice. the version, I have your version, mm-hmm. and I have the version that was on the podcast because they're mixed differently. But like the, the, the way the last podcast ends is Ludwig's like, so are we just going to argue now? And just have us fade off, and then the music starts playing, and they're just like bickering in the background. But, but something Justin McElroy said, like, I don't know, eight years ago, he said something in the effect of like, the next great challenge for games is to be a storytelling medium. And I think we've we've come part way to meeting that challenge. But I don't know, like games like Firewatch, things like that, have kind of continuously pushed the medium forward. But I don't think we're there completely yet. We haven't we haven't yet utilize games to its fullest potential from a storytelling perspective and that's what interests me most and i think that's what continuously kind of brings me back to games um yeah i hear that all right so yeah we won't do all these questions i'll look for another just pick one more okay um one thing that i think is interesting about uh me and mason is that we both wanted to be games journalists at one point or another yeah that's why i was a journalism major and then i wanted to become a political journalist and then that went away when I worked as a political journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Washington Post, but I could not stand the writer that like brushed me aside. Really? Out of my way, kid. Pretty much. Which, yeah, in, 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 in their I had defense, news to make. I mean, I was an idiot. Yeah. So this other question, I think it's important. It says, what are the most important skills and abilities required for your career? Ha <laughs> Dan? So, um, I think it's important to be curious. I think it's important to, uh, really approach learning from the perspective of there, you can learn different things from different places. And sometimes you're going to be surprised about where you learn something from. Um, don't be afraid to work hard. Uh, you have to put a lot of effort and time into getting good at certain things, uh, and seeing things from the perspective of how to design, um, be it games or, or otherwise, um, don't forget to have fun. Uh, I think it's important to remember that you're doing this because it is fulfilling and it is fun. Um, and, uh, don't forget that what you're doing is for people. And so whether you're designing something, for uh, you know a website or an app or you're designing a video game or a, a virtual reality experience um someone has to use that eventually and it's important to always keep that in mind because that that may change what you choose to do uh because that that ultimately is what's going to make the difference between someone playing your game or using your product or website or whatever uh and not using it so um yeah just always remember that Let's go around this way. Don't you go. Well, Dan's were much more, <laughs> I feel like, soft skill focused and more like, 
tenacious than mine because I was like, oh, you got no programming. You got to, you know. I think well, uh, yeah, I think, no, I, I, think the two, just... I think the two perspectives are, are very important and they speak to um, what, what you two have, have come far with. Well, I think it's also just the way we interpret the question. I thought that was yeah. funny. Uh, but yeah, what I told the students I talked to this morning was that, you know, I feel like if you want to do games, just got no programming. I don't know how well you know it. You just need to be able to yeah. communicate with someone on the level of knowing that all technology, at least all software is just code. It's just code. It's just you're, you're just, it's just ones and zeros. You're just assigning things to a register and a CPU as when you, when you can wrap your head around that around like all this magic you might see on the screen, actually you have to figure out how all of it's being done from not even from a visual standpoint, because coding can be its own language of itself. You will be so much more of an asset to people and so much, hopefully more respectful towards people who have to work on that level of being like, all right, here's what we want to do. This is what we have to do to accomplish it. You know, it's like the different, it's like, all right, I drew the architectural drawing. Now we got to build the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I thought that was the most important thing. I think Dan brought something up important about like tenacity or, or, or you know, not, not giving up. And especially when you work independently, you know, we're not working for any sort of major games company. It's important to know that like your successes are predicated on your inputs so, you know, no one's going to come come around and, and give you what you want. You need to work hard for what you want. And then maybe, maybe you get what you want or maybe don't. So I think that's always important to keep in mind. Um, and like I said before, you know, business acumen is, is very important. I thought that that's something I learned a long time ago is that you can be the best artist in the world, but you can still be taken advantage of because you don't understand the business of it. You know, that happened to the Beatles, happened to... Uh, uh, Billy Joel is having so many people, so many artists in the world, and you just need to be a, you just need to be able to look beyond that and know that yes, this is an art, but it's also a business because you want to make a living at this. So you have to look at it from a business perspective. So don't be mean to engineers and don't be mean to business people <laughs> because you need them, or at least you need to become them if you're going to be a, an asshole to them. So that's why I say. Nice. Um. I agree with um, everything you guys have said so far and, and definitely a lot of the, the hard skills you've mentioned. Um, but I think implied in some of um, what you think are valuable hard skills is communication. Um, and for me, what you need to be able to do separates into what you can be taught and what you have to teach yourself. And the latter is, is what you need to be able to come into a job with. And it's things like work ethic and tenacity, um, you know, being hungry for the work. And then communication, being able to, to know when to listen and when to speak, um, being able to, to communicate uh, effectively. And I guess what that means is making sure that you're doing it in a way that the other person understands you and you understand them, uh, getting ideas across quickly. Um, because once once you're pretty good at that stuff, I was going to say mastered, but no one really masters that. Um, once you hit a point of skill with those things, then you can be taught just about anything. And, you know, hard skills like coding or, or design or how to make a game, all that stuff will fall in line if you can work with others well. Hmm. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play video games this week, so. 
The uh, no, we're not on that. We're not on that segment yet anymore. Oh, the um, I think that in order to, I, mean, I think it's universal across creative work that you will have the best time if you are willing to, if you're willing to be, uh, in spite of like disagreeing with people on certain things or having a hard time, like you need to be able to work in teams and you need to be able to communicate your point um, succinctly and briefly. And you need to be able to do that very well. Cause I think that no matter what in game, like unless you're an independent, independent developer, you're going to be need to be working on a team with someone um, or any creative work or any design team. Um, and even if you're that, you have to work with people that are going to be working with you or for you, whether it's a marketplace, whether it's a someone marketing your game, whether it's someone helping you do art offshore, whatever. Uh, you need to know how to communicate. And the other thing is that I think this is universal across all creative work. You need to know how to simplify your own work. Um, I think that that's the exercise that I run through uh, every day with my own stuff is that I just constantly try to find ways to simplify what I do so that when I go to communicate it to someone or when I go to disagree with someone, I have a solution in mind or an alternative that is easy to understand. Um, and I think that that, you know, game design, art, writing, I think that, you know, getting to the core of it quickly is a really important skill. And then expanding outward from there. Because um, I think if you can do that, people will people will be interested in what you're putting down. If you make uh, it here, also, you make it anywhere, kid. you need to be able to do 100 push-ups. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Super able, important. Fight a bear. God damn it. You gotta be able to do 100 push-ups. Yeah, you can't do 100 push-ups, you should drop out. milk in 10 minutes. Eat, eat a tablespoon of cinnamon. Are we gonna wrap up? Because I, I have a closing note. Do you want to wrap up? Does anyone have anything else? Okay. Yeah. All right. This is what I want to close on. Oh, no. This is the Gengar Pokedex entry for Sun and Moon. Oh, boy. Gengar. Should you feel yourself attacked by a sudden chill, it is evidence of an approaching Gengar. There is no escaping it. Give up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's what and you want to end on? Scene. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Welcome to 2017, baby. Oh. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to put the Gengar sound of bite in here isn't that fucking awesome that's, that's amazing that's metal as fuck that's not oh dude come on the cubone one is way worse where's his mom's skull <laughs> and then it melds with his head the new pokemon comes out in like two weeks that's great wild i'm excited too well alex thank you dan thank you dylan thank you this is the word podcast uh you can find alex at alexrice.net not.com i'm not gonna make that joke today uh dan dan cotting.com and he's got any new blog posts this week uh, no, nothing Slacker. new. I'm, I am writing two right now. Uh, should have should have something by the time you listen to this. I should have something posted. And your medium username is uh, medium just Dan Cotting. You can find me on there. Uh, and I'm posting VR things under um an editor compilation cinematic VR. You can sign up for the cinematic VR. You newsletter. should post it on medium too. What's that? You should post it on medium too. Double post. I do. Yeah, it's an editor. No, but you should. It's an editor on medium. But Dan, you should. Dan, you should. Posting on medium. Oh my god. Dan, what about Twitter's blog platform? What's it called? Um, Medium. Dan, have you heard of a live blog or live journal? Live journal. Or Zanga. Zanga. You can find Dylan and I's games at ward-games.com. We are going to be renovating. Yes. We are going to be renovating the website. We're also going to be. Uh, working on a new demo of Peak for Magfest. Yes. Woo. Um, and then playthrough. We'll also be at in Februaro. Playthrough. The the rally one. Right. Right. Oh goodness gracious. Um, 
It's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a busy beginning of the year. Should you feel yourself attacked by a sudden chill? <laughs> is evidence of an approaching Gengar? There is no escaping it. Give up. Yeah.